0: Welcome to Not Dead, your survivalist guide to the modern world. I'm joined here, as always, by my good friend Ulfa. Hey, hey. And today, we're recording on Sunday, the, I'm going to say the 10th. Is it the 10th or is it the 11th? It's the 11th, Sunday, the 11th of July. And it is the day of the finals of the Euro football tournament thing. You can who tell cares? I'm a sports fan. Who cares? <laughs> and well, Orphas asking who cares? There's a lot of people who do care. Um, apparently, it's coming home, Orpheus. Have you well, not heard about back. this? It's going back to Brazil. It's no, no. It's it's coming home. It's got it's it's got its bags packed. It's got its tickets ready. It's coming home. Yeah,
1: but football originated in Brazil.
0: But have you ever considered that it's coming home? To Brazil. Have, have, you, not, I thought, have you not I'm, considered the fact that it's coming home or Like I I I don't I, know why you're confused by this. It's coming home.
1: To Brazil, surely. Did, the football whole... actu- did
0: football actually originate in Brazil?
1: It did. I maintain that it did.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Well, my research points to Brazil.
0: Um it football modern origins began in England more than a hundred years ago in 1863
1: football was being played before that I mean
0: this is what Google tells me and frankly all knowledge uh, begins and ends with Google in my mind yeah I mean who knows that's that's what the Googles say all right um yeah so apparently the football's coming home or maybe it's going Rome we're gonna. This episode is going to release. Uh, we're recording this before the game, obviously, and it's going to release afterwards. So I guess we'll see tomorrow morning um, who wins it.
1: Wait, where was not England supposed to get not or get kicked from the final? Was what was that? What was? Has there been no the well, laser incident? This is was, what. We're,
0: were, t- yeah, this is what we're talking about today. We're not talking about the football. We're not talking about the the players themselves we're talking about the viewers we're talking about the fans and their bad can behavior and we
1: also can we also dip back to 2000 what was it 16 what was the
0: yeah. last one 17 16. are you talking? yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk about the 2016 tournament as well but the instant that so for anyone who hasn't been following um the european football and if you live outside of Europe, why would you? I don't understand. Uh, but in the last match, which was the qualifying match for the finals, that so this was the semifinals or whatever they called it, um, an England fan used a laser pointer to shine a laser in the goalkeeper's eyes during a penalty.
1: Isn't that cheating, Sam? It's. Isn't, I mean, that, just, isn't that just cheating?
0: I mean, it's I, I think that needs to be a new word. That's beyond cheating. It's like <laughs> the fact that someone would bring a laser pointer. Like, I don't know why you would bring a laser pointer to a football game unless this was your plan the whole time to do that.
1: I mean, maybe he just came straight from the office where he was having a, a PowerPoint presentation. And he needed to point up on the big screen because it was a PowerPoint presentation to like six million people and they had a really big screen.
0: Or, I mean, maybe he, um, maybe this person, um, he or she, whoever they are, wanted uh, knew that uh, it was going to be very loud when they're ordering food in the stadium. So they've got a laser pointer so they can point at the board so they show exactly what they want. Maybe so they were just quite smart and that's what they wanted to do. But most likely, it was blind,
1: the and their twats.
0: <laughs> I mean, justified, justified complaint about England supporters. Pretty much. Other things that England supporters have done in this tournament: when a German girl, a, a German girl, was photographed crying as Germany lost in their game against England, the well, I mean, this is also the fault of the TV cameras. Because they put, they spent a lot of time on this girl that was crying. Yeah. And there's only one reason that you did that. And that's to like shame this girl in a way. And then there was a lot of online hate for this girl and a lot of vile stuff said about her. But you just think, this is a little girl. Why are you, why are you attacking a little girl for being as passionate about? This game that you yourself love,
1: and cosplay as a player of.
0: Yeah, like this is the thing that annoys me so much as well. Like, it why do you why do we have football shirts in XXXL? Like, you're you're not gonna. They're not gonna be like, quick, Tubby, get here. We need a goalkeeper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are we fat shaming now, Sam? Bad, I, I Sam.
0: mean. I'm fat shaming that person yeah I'm sorry for fat shaming <laughs> um, but but yeah so there was there was that incident uh, there's also been um lots of like stories of people being attacked so there was a Dutch couple uh, well a Dutch family who after watching uh, the game their the bus that they were on was attacked and the father was punched in the head um there's been all sorts of incidents. And I mean, Ulfa mentioned 2016. And if we cast our mind back, you had roving gangs of England fans going across Europe, just causing havoc.
1: Good times. There was And also Russian the, fans. Uh, yeah, and Russian fans. There was also... Um, what's it called? When England beat Sweden that in that competition.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, There was a, was there an Ikea that got ransacked? Or I mean, (laughs) or at at the very, very, very least vandalized. Yeah. And then of course there's the constant chanting that it's coming home, which really just, I just get shivers of, of disgust every time I hear that chanting.
0: I, um, I was in London yesterday. There wasn't even a game on yesterday. There wasn't even a game on, but they were still chanting throughout the fucking streets of London. Are you sure those
1: people weren't from Essex, Sam?
0: I mean, at the moment, it looks like the entirety of England's from Essex. It's a sad time. But we're, really what we're time. talking about as well is with the behaviour of the fans that's been going on we are we wanted to ask does that mean that england shouldn't be in the final does that does the players behave does the um supporters behavior should that affect what happens on the pitch because now the players on the pitch they've been taking the knee every game um in support of black lives matter and in sport of end racism. Uh, these players have been called cultural Marxists. They've had a lot of hate thrown at them by politicians and by newspapers in the UK. Of course, that all stopped when they got into the semifinals and now finally into the finals. You've got politicians who were saying, oh, we should keep politics out of football. You shouldn't be uh, mixing football and politics. But now they're in the final, somehow they've all dusted off or it's like managed to get an England shirt out of nowhere and are all wearing them so that they're using it for political capital that they're now England fans out of nowhere. And the thing is as well that the politics of what, what the England team are supporting and what they're trying to do in terms of the way that they're talking about diversity and what they've been saying and i mean i don't know And i mean you've got marcus rashford on the team who has been doing a lot of work with uh trying to get school meals
1: uh, to to kids yeah, that he's, can't he's, afford feeding, them. he's feeding school children when your politicians are not yeah
0: yeah and and it's like you've got all this but then does that represent does that represent england Does that represent the fans? Because the the fans have been booing the team when they take the knee. They've been booing the national anthems of the other countries. Um, They only and it's it's a weird mix because the the player that they just booed and would have been throwing bananas at in a racist attack, they're now cheering for because they scored a goal. And it's absolutely mind boggling to me that because that once that player is off the pitch, will they care about them anymore? The fact that only whilst they're on the pitch and they're able to score a goal for what they want, that mm-hmm. they care about them, but then they're just like some other guy that they don't care about. It's
1: Or would I... happily get into a fist fight with under any yeah. other circumstance
0: yeah exactly it's a. I. I. I feel like there should have been because of the because of some of the behavior going on i feel like there should have been some action taken uh-huh. against this and i mean the thing as well is that football's been going they start football fans in the uk say that it's a small minority and it's not it's not the majority of people that support uh, that are that are hooligans and it's just a small thing i looked this up can you guess how many films there have been based on uh, football hooliganism just in the uk just in the uk just just uk football hooliganism
1: all right i want to say 8 I'm gonna go with ten, just to you know, give me that eight to twelve
0: ratio. So I'm gonna say ten. 10 Twenty-five. 10? What? Yeah, there's like there's uh, there's Green Street. There's there's just some that are just called hooligan. There's um, there's like there's cast. There's like quite a lot. There's quite a few films. Like a lot of them are sequels, but it's it's filmed, it's filmed just. It's films just based on football hooliganism.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Fast and the Furious are just films based around no a world without gas stations. So,
0: and family.
1: Oh, and family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing more important thing? than family. Um, they say that, but to us with dysfunctional families, we kindly disagree. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, it doesn't have to be blood-related family. Family is what you make it
0: that's true we're family
1: we are family <laughs> after you the can't... fork and bathroom incident i think oh there's, there's there's no there's no going back sam we bound for life I,
0: I i think i might cut this in the podcast The, the <laughs> listeners they don't they don't need to hear us share a moment
1: <laughs> what do you, uh, They they need to understand how close we are
0: so the other thing that i was gonna say in this is where england says that we're not we don't have, we're not hooligans, and it's a minority of football fans.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't, I haven't even taken the time to count how many, uh, this is just a list of different firms or groups of hooligans, uh, hooli, like these groups in the UK. I haven't even taken the time to count these because there's just too many of them. Okay. Um, you've got things like the Cuckoo Boys, Bolton Service Youth um, Bolton Service Youth Ealing Road Army uh, Gas Hit Squad uh, The Legion Anything
1: Anything? Millwall
0: uh, Where's Millwall in here? Um, anything, Bushwa- anything Bushwhackers anything. They're called the Bushwhackers apparently, the Millwall Hooligans um, uh,
1: like, If you support Millwall, you are a hooligan End of,
0: Uh, you've got the fine young casuals.
1: Fine young casuals, yes.
0: Um, Blades business crew, English border front, the agro boys.
1: Yeah, what are those up to? I wonder.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's um, some hooliganism in UK football. Documented all the way back in like 1888.
1: 1888. Yeah. Did they have like a um did they have like a celebration in 1988 where they celebrated a hundred years of hooliganism?
0: Yeah, like it's hooliganism has been part of, I mean. Also, are you saying about um, what do we count as modern football? I mean, in this sort of in this sort of talk about violence of um, related to football matches, sort of whatever predated football, whatever site proto football looked like, they're saying that there was still a hooliganism and violence to do with that that sport as well. It's just been something tied to football yeah it's something weird that i don't i don't really see at other sports games like i wouldn't go imagine going to wimbledon which is on at the moment as well and or the us open or something and Mm -hmm. you've got the tennis rackets out and someone's like oh it should have been edmund and smashing each other around the face it's just you just can't picture it
1: no no you can't
0: or it's sort of golf. Imagine it's like at the golf, like everyone's quiet, and then Tiger Woods misses a putt, and so someone just like whacks a chair around someone else, uh, else's head.
1: I mean, that might make golf more interesting for a lot of people. I think I it guess. would
0: definitely make golf a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah, but. I was going to ask
0: you, man, where do you think this comes from? Where do you think this anger in football fans comes from? Why, why is football such...
1: Latent homosexuality?
0: Do you think it's latent homosexuality? It could be latent homosexuality. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's, that's my first stab at it. Um, mm-hmm. There is also... So, as far as I have been able to gather, the oldest sport... In human history, uh, is wrestling, mm-hmm. and that goes back fifteen thousand three hundred years. I think is the oldest documentation of wrestling okay. between human beings. All now, right, okay. if we break this down into a very how 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 would we call this? break it down into very 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 basic terms like let's go let's try and push this as black and white as we humanly possibly can wrestling is about um dominating your opponent submitting your opponent okay it's about you displaying your prowess as a more as a stronger more physically able capable male right or female depending
0: on who's fighting
1: Yes, depending on who's fighting. But I somehow doubt that back in 50, minus 50, like, if it was 15,000, it would have been 13,000. So I,
0: I feel like there would have been because there's a weird thing where people were way more liberal back in the day and yeah, way no more fair. accepting fair. back in the day. And then something crazy happened in the middle period I, I don't know. Some people say it's Christianity. I don't know whether it was like other political theories or whatever, but something weird happened and then everything got really fucking conservative. And it's like, what happened to like the good old days? Like maybe it was vaccines. <gasps> it was vaccines.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Or organized religions, anyway, Or 5G. Absolutely, 5G. You got it, Sam. Now, the, coming back to the uh it may have been female wrestlers there as well but what you're basically displaying is that you're better than someone else that you're mightier than someone else yeah and then because i mean there is there is a massive class system culture in in England and a lot of people feel franchised a lot of people feel powerless so they latch onto these sports clubs so if you live in an area that has a very good or prominent sports club that you can somehow tie your identity into that means that you are doing better than you actually are maybe that's why people Mm. invest so much so and by this if you look if you if we just Go out on a limb here with me, but if you compare, if if we if we make football synonymous with wrestling in the terms that you are dominating another player or another nation, there is yeah. a, a there is a just a tiny bit of England's history is about going and colonizing and dominating and creating an empire.
0: A little bit.
1: I mean, but just, just a small, it, 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 it's I a mean.
0: Really hasn't affected us that much since then.
1: No, no, there's been absolutely, you know, there's no correlation between how you act in your day-to-day lives and no. the history you were brought up with. Absolutely I mean,
0: none. I like what, so kind of what you're talking about in a way is also what's known as a parasocial relationship, um, okay. which is normally talked about with um, celebrities. So oh. this is when a parasocial relationship is when you develop an entanglement with the perception of someone. So um, let's take... um, I mean, we were talking about the Marvel films before we started recording. So let's take Robert Downey Jr, for example. Um, Robert Downey Jr plays Iron Man and he has done uh, Tony Stark Iron Man. And he has done for... uh, Well, finished last year, uh, two years ago, sorry. But uh, he was doing that for over a decade if someone a parasocial relationship would be where someone falls in love with um tony stark the character that robert downey jr plays and right. starts to develop romantic feelings and in, and has an entanglement um with that person on the screen uh, this also happens with journalists or youtubers or Uh, any sort of influencer, where they they have their public face that they're using, and then there's actually a private face that's different. But it's where people can't disassociate that public face that they have, and then that can end up becoming violent or aggressive when the illusion of what that person is is distorted, because they realise, oh, he's not Tony Stark, he's Robert Downey Jr., And this isn't exactly the same, but it's kind of what you were saying about with a football club, you've created this relationship with the football club and you've got a perception of what your football club is and it represents your ideals and you become so interlinked with it, it becomes tied to your personality.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And yeah, I can see that. So like if your team loses, you see it as a slight against yourself,
1: yeah,
0: and when they win, you feel empo- emboldened and empowered by the fact that you are linked to this team. So you must be a better person
1: because you follow a winning team. Exactly, and it comes. In, and I don't know, like how how like you you called that you know that that relationship that you create that like fantasy relationship, but and and that that may be the case for some people. Mm. You know, it but to me it's still it's still strange to me it's strange that you would do that
0: yeah i mean it i mean it's a thing that people do with lots of different things so like it's not just football it's also something that people do with i don't know film franchises or bands like we've probably met people who've got really into certain artists so um just think we spent a lot of time around the metal scene so there were probably some people who were following certain bands in that genre it could have been iron maiden whoever and they got tied their personality got tied to that and it was like oh i only listen to this band i only listen to this music i go see those gigs uh mm-hmm. you could have the same thing with like uh when lady gaga first came out um yeah. and so people have like associated quite heavily with her yeah. and that's the same sort of parasocial, act, um, and then if. Lady Gaga does something that doesn't quite fit the mold, and this is where sort of people were quite angry with Ellen, when the facade of Ellen's squeaky clean persona kind of yeah. got scrubbed away in the last year. People got incredibly angry at her. It's like, oh, don't be angry at her. Like she's a human being. Like maybe yeah, she. There were some not great things that happened on the show, but it's what happened all- on Ellen i uh, not been... oh there was a lot of bullying that happened on Ellen and it was kind of oh, like yeah, yeah. if you weren't in like the Ellen bubble you could kind of yeah. see it but yeah, yeah. um okay. okay but and as well it's like I think what you were talking about with people watching football and type if there's nothing if you're not like I mean say yeah you are in a job that you're not happy about, you're just sort of doing a whatever job so that you can make ends meet. You're yeah. not blown away by, like, your family situation. You're not in, like, the world that you want, but yeah. you can... You
1: up being mad.
0: Yeah, it's... Um... It's bread and circuses. It's, like, the old thing... Um... Bread
1: like and the... circuses?
0: Yes, yeah, so this goes back to um, Rome and... Oh. The way that Caesar led, it was said that it was bread and circuses because.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: in Rome you had free bread, which nowadays yeah. would be a food bank. Uh, yeah. Glad we don't have many of those around. And then the yeah, cir- that would
1: be horrible for the society.
0: Yeah, and then the circuses were circum, circum- Circus Maximus got it out there in the end. Um, yeah. And the gladiatorial battles and yes. Everyone from across all of society could go to the gladiatorial battles. And basically, it was the entertainment. You could scream and shout and you could let out all your rage. And that yeah. quelled the people from rioting. Even So with the other social ills and other problems that were going on at the time, yeah, it was a way for people to get out their aggression and anger and not focus on what was actually... Needed in that society, and yeah. that's kind of maybe that's where it's like football is right now. It's the circus, everyone's like screaming at the circus uh, mm-hmm. of football, but but there's not that release of the aggression because it is technically a non contact sport. There's not really anything that that happens in football, and so there's all this built up rage, and that's where it goes. That's just a the theory that I'm coming out with right now. So I don't know if that holds any water.
1: Well, there is, to an extent, uh, merit to what you are saying. However, my experience with, with England and living in London, there were... Again, we have to come to the class system because there was a certain there was a certain type of person or a certain class of person who absolutely avoided confrontation at all cost. Mm-hmm. And but they would absolutely love the drama. Oh my god, the <laughs> drama. So football is ripe with that. I mean, look at all the players who are, you know, being cheating on their wives, Wayne Rooney being maybe you know one of the top people to be mixed up in that, at least recently. Yeah. So he had uh he went to America and was happy just to be able to walk on the streets for once and not being recognized for the superstar that he is. And then he's out there trying to pick up chicks from Hooters. I mean you do you, Wayne, but really? Yeah. Um, so there, there is that you can't have the aggression, but you can not have all the drama and the tea and the, I mean, how, how compared us, hotel Jersey shore, big brother, uh, all of these, all of these shows are so popular. How come Jersey shore has what 15 seasons and firefly only got one. <laughs> Where's the justice for firefly? I'm just, just, there isn't any. So. And this is probably the one The one time we're living in a democracy is, is horrible because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Although I don't understand the need for Jersey Shore. I don't understand the need for Big Brother or Paradise Hotel or Love Island or any of that crap.
0: There's... We're probably going to end up talking about this in one of the other episodes coming up in a couple of weeks, um, because there's, there's this thing called the, we're, we're living in a golden age of narcissism or um, a narcissism epidemic at mm, the moment. Yeah. And I think we what has been going to... on
1: since before now,
0: really. Yeah. I don't think we'll talk about this in this episode, but that is something that we're going to be talking about in, like, a week or two's time. Yeah. Um, with one of our other episodes about politicians. Um, but, yeah, going back to football and and just sort of sportsmanship, I. what do you think the solution is to some of this stuff? Because, I mean, I... I mean, my solution would be to get rid of football because I can't stand football. But okay. that's, not a, that's not a solution that's going to stick. That's not something no. that's going to carry on. I... Because, because
1: football isn't really the problem. No. No, it's not. So the problem is, uh, at least I understand what you're saying, uh, my solution would be emotional maturity yeah but
0: my thing my thing with this is that how do you disentangle people from their sports teams that and i mean this is this is the same this whole thing with football as well is the same thing with why people love cults mm-hmm. um it's it's the family unit As we as we mentioned about um, earlier on in the episode, it's that replacement of a family unit. They can they've got some there. It's that place of belonging. And in the same way as a cult, you can come in, you can feel you you cosplay as your favorite player. Uh, You that which means that you've all got the uniform that so you look exactly the same as everyone else in the room. It's like, oh, great. We're all here because we're all here for the same thing. You all talk about the same thing. You all try and explain the offside rule to people who don't care. You um, have this whole mantra and mentality. And I don't know if there's a way that we can disentangle. And I mean, the thing as well is that sports teams need that to survive because they need people to buy their shirts. They need people to pay the ridiculous ticket prices to go to the stadiums. And, yep. and i mean there's a lot of money in football there's so much money it's almost sickening to see it's like sport people run around a pitch for 90 minutes and get paid so much when you've got nurses going to food banks it that's yeah. what upsets me most about all of this like the amount of money going to people who i mean especially it's like when they take a dive um in the middle of the game and that's how you get a penalty that wins you the game it's like come on um but yeah i don't know what i don't know what the thing is that we could do to change football where it is right now to help that emotional maturity well at least football in the uk no i don't
1: th- i don't yeah. think i don't think football needs to change that okay. around football needs to change
0: But how could you change the culture around football without changing?
1: Because the the game stays the same. We don't have to change the game of football. The game of football that's played on the pitch.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying about like changing the way that it's played or what the game is, but it's like the way in which we fund football or the way in which we hero worship football because it is hero worship where you've got the trading cards and stuff and you indoctrinate kids at a really early age to loving mm-hmm. the sport and so it's tight ty- and so I mean like um people my age would have been collecting I remember people collecting game um cards and stickers and yep. in the school grounds and then they would have been and they would have been collecting those all the way up through their teenage years. They would have been wearing different shirts. They would have remembered the first game they went and like, it's like a rite of passage. So Mm -hmm. I don't know whether like all of that, all of that ephemera, whether like getting rid of some of that stuff helps to, because it should just, and I mean as well, the coverage of football where there's just so much like um, I've I've not got the TV here, but I'm sure that there's probably TV channels just talking about the football today from this point in the morning and just doing analysis yep. the whole way through. No one need, like it's just the guy kicking a fucking ball. <laughs> I can't say that enough. It's just someone kicking a ball very well. It doesn't no, it's need not, it's hours not- of analysis. <laughs>
1: It's not just someone kicking a ball, it's a multi millionaire kicking a ball.
0: Yeah, you've got these millionaires who have, and the thing is, like, they've been to train it, like, fair enough, they've had like a lot of training and stuff to get to where they are and do what they're doing, which is great. But do they need to be more? Yeah, I think defund, we talk about defund the police, defund football. <laughs> That's my movement. Defund football.
1: No, no. Don't defund football. Make the clubs uh, liable for investing in the areas they occupy more. Now, here's here's my argument on this. Uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Okay. White Hart Lane. They yeah. just they just upgraded their stadium from. I'm going to say it used to be maybe 3000 people that could that could be there. It was a tiny dinky little you know rink of a stadium. I mean 3000 is still a lot. 3000 is still a lot especially when especially when you have about a 15 minute walk to a train station. You have a 5 minute walk to an overground and then you have buses. So you've got three modes of transportation in and out of Tottenham.
0: Okay. Right? Yeah.
1: Now, bear in mind, people, this is a busy street in London, meaning that you, at, at most times during the day, it's quicker for you to walk down the street than take a bus, those eight or nine stops that you're going. Usually it is. That street is packed. And I know this because I worked in the new Tottenham Stadium.
0: Yeah.
1: So, They've upgraded their 3,000-capacity stadium to 76,000-people stadium. 76,000 occupants can enter that stadium. That's a lot
0: of... I I didn't even take that in when you said it. That's so many people... That's a disgusting number of people.
1: The infrastructure of transport links in that area has not been increased. There is still an overground, there are still buses, and there is still a train station <sighs> 15 minutes walk away. Nothing has changed is- now.
0: Honestly, I don't. Oh, God, I can't even imagine going to something with that many people. That's not a festival.
1: I can't even imagine going to a festival that has that many people in it. Total, including staff and potterloos and showers.
0: Didn't we go to Wacken? How many people are at Wacken?
1: I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to Wacken. I've been to Download. I've never went to Wacken. Download's got quite a lot of people. Okay, well, you keep talking. I'm going to find out about download. Okay, so here's the thing. If you were to make the clubs, because if you start saying that we should defund football and what are you going to do with the money that they keep breaking in? Because ticket prices keep going up. Jersey prices keep going up. um, Footballer salary keep going up. And that's an expectation. If you start cutting back on the salaries, keep cutting back on the merchandise, the people at the top are still going to be getting their money. So, they're going to be paying out massive amounts in dividends regardless. That's why the football prices are going up. That's why their salaries are going up. That's why it's all about where's the money going. If you made these clubs, they were allowed to have, they were allowed to keep 2% of their pure profits. 2% of pure profits is what they're allowed to keep. The rest needs to go back into the club. Back into the kids' programs and back into society, especially the areas they're occupying, to build those up, that would be another thing. And here's 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 another here's another question on precisely that. Inside the stadium, mm-hmm. you have food stalls, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Inside the stadium, and people have to and companies have to pay premium prices to get into there to sell their merchandise at a hiked up um, at a hiked up price yeah. Although, or you would think that people would have to pay but honestly it's already been sold out by two or three different companies who all are running the same thing the prices yeah. are going to stay exactly the same you're going to get X amount of food for X amount of money what does that do to all the businesses outside on the high street why are they not allowed to come into the stadium and sell their wares so you'll have brown eagle and chick king with stalls inside the stadium why not why are they okay. why are they banned yeah from? yeah
0: I, I like that idea i like the idea that local businesses
1: that have been are the, ven-
0: are the vendors within the stadium that's a nice idea because then you can yeah. it also adds like diversity to the kind of foods that you can put on offer in the stadium and yep. the kind of experience that you can get and it gives you like a local it, it would also like tie the football ground to the area that it's in like yeah, rather than just would. being a um copy paste football ground you get pie you get chips you get like no mm-hmm. you get th- this person who grew up in this area produced yep. this kind of food like this or... is of this place
1: this this person who's been running a kebab shop or a falafel shop or a chicken shop or or a restaurant in this area, catering to the clientele in this area, here's his food.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I like that. I like I like yeah. that idea. The and I like your other idea about the sponsoring of spaces uh, locally. My only problem with that, and I think uh, listeners can go back to. I, it was about a year ago when we did the episodes on billionaires and yep. uh philanthropy part of the problem with like football club philanthropy uh or like rich people philanthropy is that they sponsor it it's how do they sponsor you're then putting like the power of decision making in private entities and yes. and so that like i think it's a really good idea but i think that there's also like that problem there of oh they're only going to sponsor things that help the football club and then it's like it's all it it just comes circular around and it doesn't actually help the local community everyone uh-huh. gets uh, it will help there'll be residuals that do help the local community so improving the um Transport links. Obviously, that will help with local community and people in surrounding areas. But yeah. then, do do we also have like housing problems? Like, are you are they going to support the housing crisis that's happening in that local area? Probably, maybe not. Or it's well, like no, no. Like because here is
1: the thing. Here is the thing. Because they upgraded their stadium from mm-hmm. this tiny little corner of the map into just dominating the entire lot plot that they bought, they bought up um a lot of the housing right next to it. So they own the streets leading from like there was they were yeah no no they bought up all the houses <sighs> all of them and I and I was there listening to some of these people talking about someone had lived there for 17 years. Yeah. 17 years before they got bought out sorry they didn't get bought out they'd been renting there for 17 years because they can't go anywhere. And now that they've been bought out that house, you know, that deal and the landlord who had been kind enough to house those people. I mean, he just got offered a boatload of money. So why why, why wouldn't he sell? Right.
0: Well, so, <laughs> so when there's such a big um, building project going on and you're offered the buyout, normally it's yeah. like, oh, I either take the buyout or you're going to just carry this on until i've got no opportunity but to take the buyout and at that point you can lower what you're offering me dramatically because uh-huh. it's so unappealing to be here like that's what they did in elephant and castle with people like you just get people you just push people to the point where it's like this isn't a but this isn't me offering you a buyout this is your option this yep. is it get out go go I'm not even giving you cost price for what you're for what you've got now.
1: Yeah, no, and, and here's and, and then there's the other question: When did Elephant and Castle become a trendy, gentrified area? When did Lewisham, Lewisham, become a, a trendy, gentrified area with housing prices through the freaking roof? Give me a break! It is a shithole. <laughs> It's a lovely shithole. It's, it it has a Morley. lovely It has hole. Morley's. It I, does have a Morley's. And, the, and uh, to be fair, to be fair, the staff members of the Sainsbury's inside the Lewism Centre are absolute saints.
0: I used I'll to love, that. as a teenager, going to see gigs at the Fox and Firkin. And oh, then the, just the, like going to Morley's. And then like waiting at the bus stop, and just sort of like watching someone get their head kicked in, and being like, "Don't come this way, guys, because like I'm I'm not ready for this. Like I'm too drunk for this shit."
1: I've got food. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just got my chicken. You want you want chips? I got chicken. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll offer you a peace treaty, man. <laughs> um, um, and I mean fair. Home, home is a lovely Chinese restaurant right next oh, to the park Oh, home. But yeah no I I get what you're
0: saying about like the gentr- uh, like gentrification in London is a whole other issue that is like and that this is being uh, it's not just like that what what we're saying as well with this football thing is that it's not just a one 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 problem it's multiple different actors who want the gentrification of London and yeah. who are pushing this agenda and Pushing out people in London, and I mean, it's going to be really interesting seeing London open up to see and say, in this next year, after a year of people working from home, mm-hmm. what London will look like because people are moving out of London in droves as soon yeah. as they realize that they could work in a London office, um, from home, well, so work a job that was traditionally in London from their home and they could move out to I don't know uh Kent or Yorkshire or wherever where the house Mm -hmm. prices are so much more reasonable and cheaper and you can get like the amount that you pay for a London flat so if you're looking at like what is it like a couple like the whatever how many 100 grand like Mm -hmm. say 500 grand for a London flat which
1: is extortionate
0: Well, that's cheap for a London flat as well, depending on where you're looking. Oh, that's true. For that same price, you can get a seven-storey mansion in fricking parts of Yorkshire, just like some of the smaller villages. You can get a crazy house, and it's like, oh, I'll just move here and have a massive house, big garden, and work from home. Like, that makes way more sense than having a cubby hole that i'm paying through the nose for so there's like an there's going to be an exodus of workers i anticipate but so i don't know whether gentrification is actually going to be turned on its head because who's going to be living in london to experience this the benefit the quote-unquote benefits of the gentrification but then you're also stripping the culture of london as well through this gentrification
1: yeah, no, you're, abs- you're absolutely correct. And we've strayed a little bit from the hooligans.
0: Ever so slightly.
1: <laughs> Ever so slightly. However, however, there is a plus point to this gentrification on the hooligan problem.
0: Okay, Because the
1: right. hooligan problem, stereotypically and arguably, are usually low-income individuals. Usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if if the low-income people are getting pushed out of London, these people are getting pushed out of London as well.
0: Does that mean that we'll get a better class of hooligan? We'll get them going down the street. Oi, oi, lads. I am about to bash you up. One has eaten all the caviar and is ready for a ruckus.
1: Probably not, no, no. However, it does mean that, you know, Millwall... Football club might die. I'd like that. I like to. I like okay. to see them go bankrupt again all and not be reestablished. I think anyway. as
0: as we spiral at the end <laughs> of this episode, I think it's time to call an end. Um, but yeah, whoever won the football, well done for doing that. Um, and I don't know. I think I would like to see. I think. I'd like to see a change in the culture in UK football, definitely. And I think I'd like to see, on the back of like the, because every time that there's a European tournament, it seems that there are European capitals across the continent that just turn into war zones with yeah. fans coming from different countries and causing fights. And I think it, this should be a really nice thing where people come together and, experience and support their teams in a way that is respectful of everyone else and it'd be nice if UEFA took some responsibility and tried to find a way in which not only in which like the teams are actually responsible for the behavior of their fans
1: Sam yeah what color do you want your dragon my dragon yeah because you have a higher chance of getting whatever kind of dragon you want than that actually happening.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair point. All right. I, I can, I'm living there. I'm dreaming though. I'm, I'm going to carry on. Nope.
1: Yep. Keep on dreaming. That's, that's how we roll.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. Do you agree with us? Do you think that there is a problem with hooligans or are you a hooligan yourself and you'd like to have a polite debate about hooliganism in in football you can contact us at uh, podcast not dead, at gmail.com you can also find all of our contact details on our website not dead not dead uh, uk. Uh, we've also got a twitter and an instagram account uh, that you can contact us through and of course always like just find us on whatever uh, website you do if you do agree with us and you think you could throw us like a couple of quid for a coffee or a slice of pizza in the show notes for this episode we've got by our link to buy me a coffee uh any donation is greatly appreciated that just helps us keep the lights on and hopefully upgrade our sound quality at some point um and yeah look after yourself you and we'll s- hear from you next time bye Bye.